Approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. I am your host, as always, Coach Steve. Uh, and tonight, uh, it's week two, guys. It's week two of football. Hopefully, your week ones went off with a bang, uh, at least. And you got your great waiver wire pickups that we mentioned early in the Monday episode here. Uh, but it's Thursday now. Football is on tonight. Giants versus Redskins. Oh, not Redskins, sorry. Giants versus Washington football team. And I guess that's, I haven't slid up like that in a while, but. Uh, yeah, Washington versus the New York Giants tonight should be a, an interesting game, that's for sure. But uh, we're here to talk week two starting sits tonight, guys. We're going to go through some sleepers. We're going to go through some busts. And we'll just name a bunch of players that we may or may not want you guys to start this weekend here. So Coach Jibs, he'll be here in a little bit. He's not here at the moment, but we'll get him in soon. But I do have a, a guest on for tonight, guys, and it's Jay Felicio. What's up going on, bud? What's going on, man? Hey, you know what? The whole football team red you know whatever it happens it's you know we said it for so long so don't don't beat yourself up it was obvious it's, it's, uh, it's, so it's hard been a while it's been a while though i've honestly been pretty good and then i was like whoa what's <laughs> going on maybe it's the tea i'm drinking tonight i don't know it's great to have you on the show man yep absolutely absolutely, absolutely. so um just let everyone know kind of uh you know what you guys do in your what you do in the industry so yeah so i'm a part of the team over at front yard fantasy um, I have a, a 10 things video series that actually I will have a video uploading tonight. Um, I'm the content manager over there. So they have a, we have a game show Monday through Friday, 3 PM Eastern every day. And it's kind of like um, the tonight show meets fantasy football. So we do a little fantasy advice, do a little fun um, every day, Monday through Friday. And I'm the content manager. So I, I book the guests, I plan the shows and stuff like that. Um, and we also have a wrap up show that we're doing on um, the FanDuel channel. Uh, a FanDuel show every every Sunday, 7.30. We basically recap everything that's gone on in the fantasy world. Uh, it's me, JL, Josh, and Simon. That's awesome. That's awesome. I've actually been able to catch a couple of shows. They're a lot of fun to do. Especially yeah, we got to get you on, actually. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah you let me know, man. I, I love the Quick Lash. I, you know, I play that's the my Jackbox. Favorite too. Yep. And I, I was like, oh, my God, you can do that. That's so awesome. So yeah, I, before that, I had no idea you could do custom prompts. And then I saw, you know, doing it on there, man, it's so much fun. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So like I said, guys, uh, we're going to have some fun talking about, you know, football tonight. Of course, you know, Jay's jumping on with the Giants, you know, so repping the Giants. Hopefully they, Amen. Hopefully they can win tonight. So uh, the vision's wide open, man. Wide it, open. It is, especially with Fitzmagic going down. You know, I before the season started, I, and I still think that Washington's the favorite. Um, but it's uh, we'll see what happens. I do think from an f- actual football perspective, I think they're better off with Heineke than they are with Fitzmagic. But that's another conversation for another day. Absolutely. Absolutely. So real quick, though, is the Giants going to win tonight? I think they will. I think Daniel Jones keeps the streak alive. And I think, like I was telling you right before we started, Daniel Jones has four wins against the football team. He has four wins against the rest of the NFL. So I think he gets his fifth win. It would be the typical Giants thing to do. And we're going to do We're going to wind up with roughly a 500 record this season, just enough to keep Daniel Jones and get him in a round, have a crappy pick. So I would either, you know, I want him to make the playoffs or just go 0-17 and just clean house. But, We'll see. I 
typical Giants that they like to float around the middle. So this is true. I do have some Giants friends I was just talking to, and they're like, they don't even want to watch it. But uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, thanks, Kyle. Man, interesting combo. The best combo there, man. That's What's right. Going on, Kyle. Kyle's a good dude. He sure is. He sure is. So before we get started on the start and sits, uh, I just want to kind of recap last week. I think it'll be fun to start recapping how we did the week before. So we're not just saying things anymore and not <laughs> holding up to our bargain here. So uh, Jibs, he didn't have as great of a week. He went four and eight, you know, and this is basically just off our sleeper and bus for the week here. Myself, I went six for eight. Uh, the only two I got wrong were the tight ends. So uh, tight ends, if you don't have the best after that, it's kind of a wish or wash, but it's yeah. uh, Tyler Conklin and... Didn't have the greatest game, and Noah Font had a better game than I thought uh, he was going to have. So, uh, that's fair. That, that has to do with Jerry G going down. So, you know, that's one of those things that you couldn't have seen coming. That's true. I don't want to say the best combo because me and Coach Jibs uh, are, are the best <laughs> combo. So, but it's a it's a close second up here. There. It's up it's there. Up there. It's on the top three. It's top three. There so, yeah, uh, last week was pretty good. I got I had some pretty good finishes overall. Uh, I would say. Zach Wilson being my best one, probably sit QB 16 on the week here. Uh, you know, I had him as a sleeper and he finished it not too bad. So if you had to start him last week, cause I had him as a sleeper, you did okay with him. At least he, he got you the garbage time points you needed to survive a fantasy week because uh, starting guys like Herbert and Rogers last week was not the right idea. So yeah, that's funny uh, to say that one of my 10 things for the video that I'm putting out tonight was that garbage time points still count and people forget it. Daniel Jones, um, Zach Wilson, there was two others, finished ahead of guys. Like Goff. <laughs> yeah, Goff was QB6 on the week. Yeah. You know, garbage time. Trevor Lawrence. Fantasy. Yep, yep. Trevor that Lawrence, was garbage. Yep. Yeah. So garbage time matters, guys. So keep that exactly. in mind when thinking of quarterback. Just because their matchup doesn't look great doesn't mean they're not finishing at least with decent fantasy numbers. So. Yep. Well, hopefully we can do a better eight for eight this week, and then we'll have uh, hopefully 24 great uh, – picks for you guys this week now we got jay on the show for this episode so we go. we'll see how that goes so we will start with the quarterbacks this week here and we'll start with the quarterback sleepers here and basically guy obviously sleeper is someone who isn't automatically a start but someone who can end up finishing with a great week here so jay who do you have as your qb sleeper i'm gonna go with baker mayfield um he didn't have that great of a game on paper but if you watch the game he looked pretty good you know cleveland was firing on all cylinders uh, the first half of that game, he didn't throw any touchdowns, but as we know, this is a run first team. They have two capable running backs and he is still without Odo Beckham Jr. But he gets to go against the Houston Texans who just gave up 330 passing yards to Trevor Lawrence. Yes. A lot of it was garbage time, but the wet, even with just Trevor Lawrence, I think, um, excuse me, with just Jarvis Landry, I think Baker Mayfield is going to be able to put up a lot better numbers than he did last week. Yeah, I, I like that pick there a lot there. I mean, Houston's, you know, they, even though they, you know, they beat the Jags, whatever, but they're still a bad football team. Let's not be real, forget that. I mean, Baker Mayfield should have a really good week here. So I, I like that pick a lot as a sleeper this week for sure. I think I had him as one of my sleepers in just a general sense this week. So, sure. um, so for me, guys, I went with Mac Jones this week. And I hate to say anything nice about my division because I am a Dolphins <laughs> fan. But I'm, I, if you've watched my episodes, guys, you guys know I love Zach Wilson. But, so Mac Jones, uh, again, I wasn't the biggest fan of him coming out, and but the landing spot kind of made sense now. So, you know, watching him against, obviously, my Dolphins this past week, and, you know, I, I would say we have a pretty good defense for the most part here. He looked good out there. Looked like a strong leader out there, calm and confident behind, in the pocket there. Uh, you know, made some decent throws downfield. 
And now he gets to go up against a not-so-great defense in the New York Jets this week here. And, they, you know, they just allowed their ex-quarterback, Sam Donald, to throw 20 fancy points <laughs> on them, uh, who I don't really believe he's that great, but he's doing well things because he's got, I think, the talent, which we'll show him this year. But uh, I think Mac Jones will get off to a good start. They're not going to probably run it maybe as much because he saw what happened last week, the fumbles, all that crap uh, with uh, Harris and Stevenson. I think they try to let Mac Jones use the car a little bit more this week. And I think he ends up having a really good week this week. So if you're looking for a QB to start this week, say you don't like your matchup, uh, maybe one of the busts we talk about, maybe you want to switch, spice things up. Mac Jones is a, is a really good option for you in week two this week. I like that a lot. And I like Mac Jones a lot too. I think he's shown a lot. I think he showed just enough in the preseason why they got rid of Cam Newton. It's, it's the Mac Jones uh, era in New England now. So I love that call. I, I, I definitely think he's a, a spot starter for sure. Absolutely. absolutely. I'm actually a little sad that I might not have gone to any shares of him in Dynasty because I just traded I for like right, right before the season started. I traded. It was a, a, a super flex league. I traded Aaron Rodgers and I got Mac Jones and I believe a first round pick. Mac Jones, a first round pick and Robbie Anderson. For, like for Aaron Rodgers. So then I, I, flipped, like I flipped Robbie Anderson for Terrace Marshall in the second. So I was very happy with how that turned out. I like that a lot there. It's going to be a good future for your dynasty team. Yeah, it was, uh, I had Michael Thomas and Cam Akers on that team. So uh, yeah, to end it. I, I knew it was time. I need to look for next year. So yeah, it's, it's the next season at that point, but Hey, Hey, good trades come in all kinds of sizes. So I like Absolutely. that a lot there. So uh, with, you know, with sleepers, you know, that's the good feel stuff. We got to talk about some bus now players, quarterbacks, at least, who were not so – they might look high on your ranking boards, but they might end up not really having a great fantasy week because if they're magical, whatever. So, Jay, who's your quarterback bust for the week? So I'm not, I know a lot of people hate this guy. I am still in on him long term, but my bust this week is going to be Carson Wentz. Um, you know, T.Y. Hilton's out for a couple weeks with his neck injury. Uh, they, this is He's playing against the potentially the best defense in the NFL – and the L.A. Rams, who, granted, it was Chicago, but looked absolutely phenomenal last week. Uh, Indianapolis also has a good defense, so I expect this to be an ugly, slow, you know, running-focused game. They're not going to sling the ball around. Um, even though he did have two touchdowns last week, Carson Wentz only had 250 passing yards. He was sacked three times. Um, I expect the Rams to be able to get at, get at him. Um Especially, you know, the leading receiver for uh, Indianapolis Colts was Jonathan Taylor. And the second one was Naheem Hines. So I expect a lot of that this week as well. I think he's going to have to dump the ball off a lot. Um, and from a fantasy perspective, Wentz isn't somebody who you're going to want in your lineup this week. You know, you do not. Uh, and he looked decent last week, but uh, this is a much tougher matchup. And we saw it on Sunday Night Football that the Rams are no joke this season here. They're, they're looking to win a championship, and that yep. defense is scary. I would not want to play ever behind that line uh, right now. So Carson Wentz is going to be giddyish all weekend. So uh, that's a great pick there, Jay. For me, guys, I went a little bold and spicy on my on mine here this week here, and maybe I'm just getting uh, hot-headed here. But uh, uh, I went with Lamar Jackson. Ooh, okay. I'm saying he doesn't finish. And this is not a bold prediction or anything like that, but oh, I, I think he gets – outside the top 10 fantasy quarterbacks this week yeah, so that's a bust for him so i give exactly what exactly so i mean you might be considering me I, I i'm actually considering him starting him in a league or two depending on my backup quarterback plans honestly right now because the thing is with lamar jackson he didn't look that great on monday night football and again first game of the season you know get the rust off whatever it may be 
But the Raiders' defense wasn't that great coming into the season. It wasn't a defense. I'm saying, oh, they're really good defense. Uh, and he just didn't look at par, you know, without uh, – maybe it could be the line switches. I know, that, you know, they lost Orlando um, – is it Orlando Brown? They traded Orlando Brown? Yeah, I mean, they, they lost pieces on that offensive line there. They don't have their top-tier running backs anymore. Uh, I mean, they're missing people on the wide receiver court injuries right now. He just didn't look that great this week. And now he gets to go to a team that just seems to be his kryptonite. We hear in and year out. He's averages a little over, what was the number here? A little over 230 all-purpose yards and a touchdown in three games against the Kansas City Chiefs. They do play in Arrowhead. And I just the way that they looked on Monday night against the Raiders doesn't really give me confidence that he's going to have a fantastic game or have a shootout game against the Kansas City Chiefs this week. They bring us just as much pressure as the Raiders do. And you saw Baker Mayfield, if you watched the, um, the afternoon game last week, he was kind of running for his life at moments there. Um, yeah, so absolutely. I know Lamar Jackson's fast, but and the rushing yards might keep him afloat, but uh, I'm concerned with the situation, and I think he might end up really having a really poor fantasy week this week. So he is my bust this week. Okay, yeah, I can see that. And like you said, you know, when you say bust, people think you're automatically saying, oh, you know, don't start the guy. You know, I think you, you explained it perfectly. It's it's they're not going to live up to their normal expectations. And if Lamar was to fall out of the top 10, that's obviously not his expectation. So uh, exactly. I appreciate you, you know, clarifying that because some people, you know how it is. People get upset when you say <laughs> one thing and and they take it another way. So that's true. And if you don't have someone on your bench that's worthy of even thinking about, you start Lamar Jackson because he's Lamar Jackson still, but this is the kind of week where you're like, Hmm, maybe I don't start him, but again, lower your expectation for him this week. So, all right. So the rapid fire questions here, let's see what we have for the quarterback position here. Uh, Jay, you know, these are just kind of random, like start a sit kind of things here. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, you starting him this week? Who do they play again? Uh, they play the Jaguars. Yeah, gets Jags, I play him. Yeah, he's a good start this week. Uh, do you like Ryan Tannehill in a bounce back now against Seattle? I do. The only thing I, I like him, I think, especially against Seattle, but I am concerned with the play calling. Um, I can't remember who their offensive coordinator is now, but it, he's been known to not use the play action, and that's what has been successful uh, for the Titans these past couple of years. So as long as they get, get back to – Using play action, then yeah, I love him. Yeah, no, he yeah he's he should still be a star, but you know just you know proceed with caution on him kind of this week here. You know we hopefully that this offense does bounce back for sure. Uh, what about Kirk Cousins? You know he had a good game last week against the Bengals, but the the Cardinals front seven looks dangerous right now. Uh, I tell you what, man, that that defense looked phenomenal. JJ Watt was looked like the JJ Watt of old. Sure uh, that was a game that I watched a lot, and man, they were just in the backfield nonstop. Uh, against the Titans and I still think it I think Kirk Cousins is more of a super flex start versus a one QB start I think from a fantasy perspective Kirk Cousins gets too much hate you know he's got Adam Thielen he's got Justin Jefferson he's got Dalvin Cook out of the backfield who's a capable pass catcher so he puts up solid fantasy numbers he's another one of those guys who is a better fantasy quarterback than he is a real life quarterback Um, so I think he's more of a back-end starter a rock-solid QB, too. Um, but the Cardinals' defense is going to be a force this year. Gotcha. No, I, like, I completely agree with you on that. It, it looks it looks scary. So whoever has to play them twice a year, that division, nope. should not be excited for those games. So, And then just two more real quick. Would you rather start uh, Jameis Winston or would you rather against, you know, the Carolina Panthers or would you rather start Matt Ryan against maybe a possible shootout with the Bucks? Whew. That is – 
That's a good one. That's better than you would think. You know, a lot of people are extremely down on Matt Ryan because he did look pretty terrible on yeah. uh, week one. I think I'm going to actually go. A lot of people probably won't agree with me. I think I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. You know, even though Jameis Winston had five touchdowns, he didn't have that many yards. Let me see if I could pull it up real quick. Like he, it, it was a little bit of fool's gold. Sure. Yeah, like it was. Uh, and let me see. Pull it up one seventy nine or something. One seventy nine, yeah, a hundred, uh, one forty eight. So Not yeah, he had five touchdowns, <laughs> but he only threw for you know fourteen completions for one hundred and forty eight yards. So. I'm not necessarily – I do think James Winston is going to be a fine start for most of the year, but especially in an away game, you know, the Panthers' defense, even though they gave up some points to uh, the Jets, it was more of in the, the garbage time like we were talking about. They were playing a little bit prevent defense at the end of the game. Um, I, I think I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. The, the, as good as the Buccaneers' defense is, uh, the secondary is susceptible. You know, look how good both Amari Cooper and – um, CD Lamb did last week, so I think I could see the Falcons getting back on track this week. I think between those two, I would go with Matt Ryan. All right, I don't hate it at all. I mean, I think you could go honestly either way with it. I think I might lean towards Jameis. I'm hoping that last week will kind of correct itself for have more yards, maybe still have two touchdowns, right. and it may be a possible shootout game with some, a lot of stars on both sides. So, uh, the only thing that scares me with Jameis is the pass catchers, other than Alvin Kamara. Right. That's the right, only yeah. thing that worries me. You know, if he had a Michael Thomas or, heck, if they even had a Traquan Smith or something like that, it might be a different story. But, oh. they, you know, they've been snake bitten just like uh, the Ravens this season. Uh, hopefully my Callaway shares uh, like what Jameis can do this week because they did not like him last <laughs> yeah. week, that's for sure. Big disappointment. No but, yeah. Uh, well, hopefully that can bounce back here. So on to the running backs here now. Now we're on our running back sleeper of the week here. And Jay, who's your running back sleeper this week? So I touched on it a little bit ago. I'm going to go with Naheem Hines. Um, you know, everybody was was out on him with Jonathan Taylor coming back in full force. Uh, but the Colts like him a lot. You know, they just signed him to a pretty big extension. Um, and he served as one of the top five, you know, receivers on this team last week. Uh, six receptions for 48 yards. He was targeted the most out of anybody on the team. Um, like we talked about, I expect Carson Wentz to be pressured a lot. I think he's going to have to dump the ball off a lot, and they like getting Naheem Hines involved. So I think he is a rock-solid RB2 who's got some potential upside if he's able to get in the end zone. Yeah, no, I, I love that pick, honestly, there. I mean, especially in half-point or even PPR leagues at this point, I mean, he's almost a really great flex option because, I mean, he's involved in this offense. They paid him. Right. You don't pay you don't pay a backup eighteen million unless you're right. the Raiders, I guess. Uh, but again, Kenyon Drake was used. Kenyon Drake was used in that offense, but you don't pay a backup running back eighteen million over three years to not be involved in this offense here. And that's what I was telling people about Jonathan Taylor being a top five pick early in like May or June. I was like, Nine Hines is there. He's going to be involved yeah. in this offense. And clearly, even though they both work together, clearly Naeem Hines has a role in this offense here. So I like that. And the guy I'm going to mention is basically another version of Naeem Hines here. And I'm a little older now, but it's James White. It's James White. I'm sticking like with the that. Patriots. I feel disgusting talking about the Patriots <laughs> and back-to-back picks. But, you know, James White kind of just falling off after Tom Brady left. It was just like, James White is dead. It's over for him. And then Cam's gone. Now Mac Jones. And now James White has this newfound life in him in fantasy again. I mean, he had six, five receptions last week with 59 yards. I uh, looked good out there and he got some rushing he wasn't a lot but he got some rushing to him and i expect them to continue that with a young rookie quarterback here in mac jones and who do they play against the jets again and the jets just let up 11 receptions to the carolina panthers running backs so i expect james white to be a really solid flex option in ppr half point ppr leagues and 
but maybe at least over 10 fantasy points for you this week and, and be at least a steady contributor that you can rely on. So I like that. And he's been, he's been practically free all off season. Everybody was all, you know, Sony Michelle, when he was still there, Damian Harris, Ramon J Stevenson, and James White was going at the end of drafts, if at all. So he's yeah. somebody you could potentially pick up off your waiver wire. I really like that call a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think he was still, I think he was just over the 40% mark when we talked about him on Monday. So uh, we mentioned him at the end there. So hopefully if he was out there, you picked him up and, you might have yourself a nice uh, spot start this weekend. Me too. Absolutely. So. Let's see, we have a comment here. So, oh, Kyle said he's starting James White this week. Now it's a 12-point, 12-man league where they each. Wow. Oh, wow. 13. That's a lot. That's, that's that's a deep starting roster. I like that. Yeah, especially in a league like that, he's a fantastic start. I, I, we should be happy with that pick there, Kyle. So good start play this week. So, All right. So, you know, done with the sleepers. Now we're on to the RB bus. Someone who's going to bust this week. Jay, who do you got? I've been talking about this guy all offseason who I didn't believe he was going to reduce like he did last year. I'm going to say James Robinson. You know, uh, I talked about him a lot, how he was extremely inefficient last year. Granted, he wasn't RB1, but it wasn't because of his efficiency. It was because of the volume. And Urban Meyer obviously didn't see him as a bell cow because they drafted Travis Etienne. Yes, Etienne is hurt, but he was outrushed by Carlos Hyde last week. Um, I've got it right here. Where is it at? He had nine, uh, excuse me, Carlos Hyde had nine carries to James Robinson's five. Now, he did get some targets. He got three catches on six targets. So if he continues to get targets in the passing game, I can still see him having it running back to value. Uh, but that's pretty much it. I don't think he's got the ceiling that he had last year because he's not going to get the volume. Uh, Urban Meyer likes Carlos Hyde. They use LaVisca Chanel out of the backfield. And although he's not a running quarterback, Trevor Lawrence is a capable runner. Um, so I just think that James Robinson in um, Denver was able to keep Saquon Barkley under wraps last week. Granted, he only got like, I believe it was like 10 carries, but Barkley's the type of guy that he only needs a few carries and he can take one to the house. So they played uh, really good run defense last week and I can see it happening again. Yeah, my really screwed me out of a couple of fantasy wins last week because I started James Robinson because I was like, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so, you would have thought, you know, if he would have got all the, the, the carries that Carlos Hyde got, like, he would have had a solid day. And he did not, unfortunately. And I don't think he, and I agree, they don't think he has another great day this week, too, in fantasy. So yep. I went back and looked at my picks this week. And I'm, I'm really going bold on a lot of picks this week, especially yeah, on my like bus here. So uh, my bus this week is Austin Eckler. Uh, oh, did wow. have a great okay. week last week. Uh, you know, the, it was really weird. Not a single target on this offense here. And that was surprising. That's a concern for me slightly. I know it's just week one, whatever. It might complete. He might have 11 this week, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it's just weird that your best player or so, or so doesn't get at least one target. You don't game plan him to have at least one target. That's weird. I'm hoping they fix that, obviously, because I have Austin Eckler shares, too. But, you know, they play the Cowboys and I'm concerned with them not using him still. And them using the wide receivers as they did a lot last week. And you saw in the first game of the season that the wide receivers dominated this secondary of the Cowboys and like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and mainly Jalen Guyton this week. I love them this week because I think they might all have big weeks this week in fantasy. And also Eckler might be the odd man out for some reason in terms of this um, catching ability here this week. And hopefully he can get a touchdown again because that kind of saved his fantasy week. But yeah, absolutely. looking back last year, the Cowboys were like the fifth allowed the fifth fewest receptions to running backs so i mean it makes sense they added you know misha parkins there on the line that linebacker core is tough so he may not be a smash hit because everyone loves his receiving value this week so 
he might have one of these another mediocre weeks that people might start panicking. I'm sure it will get turned around. But for me, this week alone, uh, I think he could end up being a real big bust for you in fantasy, or at least mediocre at that. Not the RB1 we're hoping when you draft him. Right. Similar like we talked about Lamar Jackson, just not live up to his value, what you would expect. And like you said, if he didn't get in the end zone last week, he would have had a very disappointing week. So if he doesn't this week, it could be a similar situation. Exactly. Let's see what Kyle said real quick here. Just made a trade in the redraft league, 0.5 PPR. DeAndre Swift for Corey Davis and James Robinson. I'm assuming you traded Corey Davis and James Robinson. I'm guessing, Kyle, if you're still there. If you did that, I, I like it. I like it. I don't hate it. I like it. Yeah, I like the Swift side, but I am a known James Robinson. I don't want to say hater because I'm sure he's a very nice guy, but <laughs> I don't like James Robinson's fantasy value. So yes, I do like no Corey fans. Davis. He showed that he was the, the wide receiver one on the Jets offense. Yeah, that's a fantastic deal. I yes, love that. It. Love it, Kyle. Love that. All right, so let's talk about a couple running backs here real quick that sure. you know people might have questions on for you this week here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, do you start Josh Jacobs if he plays this week? And if he doesn't play, do you start Kenyon Drake? I don't think I start Josh Jacobs. He he didn't look that great. I mean, he had a decent day, I believe, if I remember. I actually – He had like so 33 I, yards. Yeah. One, two I, catches. But the two touchdowns saved him. Exactly. Um, and he's banged up. He's still not practicing. Uh, he's got a tough matchup against Pittsburgh. If he plays, unless you're, you know, you're dead, if you have any other player that you could put in his place that could return some value, I would look to sit Josh Jacobs. Now, Kenyon Drake, I, w- I think I would start him if I have him because you've got him more as a, as a backup, as a flex. So you're not looking to have him unless you're, you know, zero RB or something like that where he's your RB2. But in most circumstances, he's going to be a flex play. And if he, you know, he it could be a lot worse uh, in a situation to have somebody as a flex than Kenyon Drake this week. So I think he's somebody you could potentially slot in. Yeah, I mean, he's turning into one of these Naeem Hines, James Robinson with right, the receiving exactly. ability. So that'd be perfect for you in fantasy. Josh Jacobs, for me, though, yeah, I'm sitting him as well. I, I'm on the same page. Um, what about Elijah Mitchell? Big pickup this week here. Tough defense he's playing. Um, do you start him this week? You, you spent all the money for him. You starting him. It's tough, man. In, in my home league, I, I lost J.K. Dobbins, and then I picked up Gus Edwards, and then I lost Gus Edwards. And then I went to go pick up uh, Elijah Mitchell, and I got outbid by $1. But I'm not that upset just because I don't trust – just like everybody says, I don't trust Kyle Shanahan. You could come out this week, and it could be Jermichael Hasty, or it could be Trey Sermon. So I think you have to play him if you pick him up. Um, it, it depends on the circumstances. I think – He's fine as an RB2, you know, or flex play, something like that. But you are taking a risk because, as we know, Shanahanigans, we don't know what's going to happen on a week-to-week basis with the San Francisco backfield. Right. It's tough because I feel like you spend all that money, you got to put in your starting lineup. You right. spent money <laughs> exactly. for a reason. I saw some uh, people drop 100 out of 100. On I've Hades. seen people drop 200 out of 200. I mean, <laughs> the only I got them in one league, and it was just like uh, – I wasn't even top waiver priority. I just had like the fourth or something, and I got them. I was like, all right. I, cool. I got them in a couple spots, you know, where so I, I'll I, take I didn't go all in like some people did no. because I just – I just don't trust it season long. Exactly. I, I agree with you. I, I don't trust it either. Uh, a couple others. Do you start any Tampa Bay Bucks RBs this week? Uh, my guy Herms would like to say you do not besmirch the name of Rojo. Uh, I do still believe in Ronald Jones. Um, I don't trust Bruce Arians. He's another one that generally whatever he says, he goes with the opposite. But 
I believe in the talent of Ronald Jones. Um, I do like him as a running back too. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm on the same. I'm honestly on the same page here. I mean, Jones, I think is okay to start. Um, he should be a fine play here. Let's see what we got. Oh, only three months ago, <laughs> taking a Giants ten years, shaking my head. <laughs> Truth hurts. It, it, it does hurts. hurt. Until, it does you would hurt think that would be Gettleman's number one priority, but here yes, we are. Yes, James. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I feel like he has another shot on him, but it's risky because in any moment he could go down. So, or not go down, but make a bad mistake and he's out for the rest of the nope, game. That's so. the only thing that's scary. We saw it last week. Yes, Kyle's with us too. The love for Mitchell is ridiculous. Yep. Kyle Shannon's just hating fantasy football and that's all he cares about. So, <laughs> so let's get over to the wide receivers now here. So where am I on my wide receivers? Wide receiver sleepers here, Jay. Who do you have as your wide receiver sleeper? So you touched on it earlier about why you didn't like um, – Austin Eckler, I really like Mike Williams this week. You know, they finally got him involved. The only thing that scares me with Mike Williams, and I, I saw this, somebody say this on Twitter, and I say every time I talk about him because it's hilarious, every time he catches the ball and falls to the ground, it looks like he's getting choked by the uh, choke slam by the Undertaker. Uh, he just falls to the ground so hard. I worry about injury. But, you know, he did get 12 targets. He caught eight balls for uh, 82 yards and a touchdown. You know, if they continue to use him that way, especially against this Dallas defense that's suspect, he could have another huge week. He scored over 20 points last week. I could very easily see that happening again. Yeah, no, I, I'm a big fan of him. Uh, you know, we've been waiting for this talent to break out. Maybe this is the year, but he's got a good matchup at least. So that's all we can do and hopefully can kind of reproduce what he was able to do last week against a tougher opponent. So we can only hope. So I like that one a lot there. Uh, for me, I went with a guy who you may have picked up off your waivers this week, and it's KJ Hamler. Uh, against that Jacksonville Jaguars team. Thank you. Uh, So the one thing people talk about Teddy Bridgewater is that he loves to throw to wide receivers that are open. He doesn't want to throw to someone who has to catch up and contest it like Cortland Sutton. Um, And KJ Hamler is, last year, he had the 10th fastest uh, target separation last year. This year, he's got the third best. And he fits what Teddy Bridgewater likes to do, throw to a guy who can beat the defender and be wide open to make the easy catch. And I think with this Jaguars team who just, just allowed this Houston team just to run all over them, I expect to be a very similar output with Denver this week here. And I think if you pick them up this week and you're looking for a flex play, KJ Hamler could be a really big play and possibly see over 100 yards and a touchdown because his big playability is so amazing that he's going to just destroy this team this week. So KJ Hamler is my sleeper this week. I absolutely love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I picked them up everywhere. Everyone was going after everyone at all the other wide receivers. And I was like, give me KJ Hamler. Yeah. And a lot of times those are the moves that work out. The ones that sneak under the radar, you know, the guys that you pick up that were dropped from people panicking after one week. So I like that move a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, all right. So let's go over the bus now. Wide receiver bus for the week. Jay, what do you got? Um, let me see. I have Robbie Anderson, who I do like long-term, but uh, there was definitely some some concerning trends for him. It, granted, it's only week one, uh, but he was out targeted by Terrace Marshall six to three. And granted, he did have that one long touchdown play, but you know if he's only getting three targets a game and that doesn't connect, you've got to be worried. So I think that Terrace Marshall is going to wind up emerging as the number three option behind DJ Moore and obviously the number one option in Christian McCaffrey. Um, going against New Orleans defense that just shut down the Green Bay Packers. Uh, it could be a little bit tougher of a matchup this week for the Panthers. And I just don't trust Robbie Anderson to be what he was last year. Yeah, I completely agree with you, honestly. Uh, 
three targets is definitely not something you want from a starting wide receiver or your flex option right now. And the fact that he's seeing less targets than Terrence Marshall right now, I mean, it kind of shows you where they're leaning toward, at least what Sam Donald is leaning toward. So uh, he's going to be the third option at worst. And and that's what not really, really want in the tough matchup this week. So I love that. I love that call there a lot. Uh, this might be my only one where it's like not a superstar player possibly, but it's Corey Davis this week here, guys. Uh, Corey Davis, great last week. Loved it. I love Corey Davis as a player. He's real. I think he's fantastic. But the one thing he does, he has to rest the Patriots this week. And the one thing they do, they love to stop their number one option. And Corey Davis is their number one option, as you completely saw in this offense here this week here. And I feel like Bill Belichick will find a way to kick Corey Davis out of the game because that's what Zach Wilson's comfortable throwing to. The only guy he loves to throw to is Corey Davis, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Take that away and see what Zach Wilson can do. Uh, and Belichick is traditionally, you know, does very well against rookie quarterbacks as well. So that's exactly. one more thing. That's another thing. So uh, if you're looking to think, oh, Corey Davis is about to have this breakout season, it's possible, obviously, still. But it may not be that wonderful for you this week. You may be looking to start him as a wide receiver, too, but he ends up as a low end three or four, if that, this week. So uh, Corey Davis was is my bust of this week, guys. So. All right, so let's talk about some other wide receivers I can find here real quick. Um, are you starting all the Bengals wide receivers? Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm a big believer in this Bengals offense. Uh, I think you can start any of them with confidence. Yep, I like them as a rebound this week. Uh, oh, not a rebound. Some of them did really good, but I like them all this week. I watched uh, a lot of that game, and they, they started off really conservative, running the ball with Joe Mixon, and then they started to let it air out, and that's when Jamar Chase hit that big touchdown. And then Joe Burrow took a big hit, and then they, they pulled back and went conservative again. So if they let him air it out, the sky's the limit for this offense. But I definitely think there's going to be a few more weeks of them playing conservative. So I still think he's somebody who's a buy-low if somebody's still worried about them long-term. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. What about the Steelers' wide receivers? I tell you what, man. I think outside of Deontay Johnson, you really have to be concerned. Big Ben did not look good. Um I think Claypool you can start as a boom bust, but I'm really concerned about starting Juju. Yeah, um, I'm kind of on the same boat, honestly. I mean, I've been a big Deontay Johnson fan, but uh, I don't know if he's going to see enough. Uh, a Shane, what's going on, bud? Um, I'm not sure if we're going to see enough target share to go around in this matchup here, honestly. Uh, yep. It's definitely concerning. But Deontay Johnson's the one guy who's going to see the target share. That's all I, we know at this point. So Yeah, absolutely. What about the Jags wide receivers? I am a huge LaVisca Chenault fan. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I talk about LaVisca Chenault all the time. Um, I honestly, I think all three guys, are, I think they're valuable plays. Um, we saw that there's going to be plenty of garbage time with this team. Uh, they want to let Trevor Lawrence air it out. They put LaVisca Chenault all over the field. DJ Chark showed, you know, why, you know, his, his truthers are still out there. He looked fantastic. I think he was, he might have been number one. I know he was like top five in air yards last week. Um, and Marvin Jones is still contributing as well. So I think all three of those guys are viable plays. <laughs> Kyle knows. <laughs> well, I love LaVisca Chenault. But, yeah, I think all three guys are viable plays. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. Because, honestly, I was almost going to pick LaVisca Chenault as my sleeper this week, honestly. Um, I thought he was going to have the best week of all the other five of the season. I did, too. So, I did, too. Uh, so I like that one there. And then one more here, just the one, one of the other here. Devontae Smith versus the 49ers or Jacoby Myers versus the Jets? I think I'm going to go with Devonta Smith. 
Um, even though uh, he did look great and the, the Eagles looked fantastic. Don't tell my buddy Dan that I said that. Um, but there was a little, you know, they didn't push it downfield. So there is a little bit of concern if, if that was, uh, you know, if that was just a, a product of the matchup. Um, I just don't trust a, you know, I'm still a little, I'm not necessarily on the Jacoby Myers train. I think he's solid, but Nelson Aguilar had a good game. So I'm going to take uh, Devonta Smith. I mean, I like that a lot there, honestly. Um, I, I think I might, I'm slightly torn. I probably end up having Smith higher in my rankings, but I'm intrigued with Myers. He had a good week last week, and he's got even a better matchup this week here. I wouldn't be surprised. And I think I said this about someone earlier, like last week, that Myers ended up having the better week, which I don't think he did. But um, I think Myers could end up having a better week than Smith because of the matchup and okay. the way this offense is going to run. He could end up being their number one option. But I don't know if Smith is going to be the number one option. It could be. But I feel Rager, like the Rager finally played well again. Uh, Rager played well. Uh, Watkins got in there. And the tight ends are very involved, especially the running backs. Running yeah. backs are very Miles involved. Sanders, I'm, I'm a big Miles Sanders guy. Uh, Dan always calls me a, a closet Eagles fan because I always like <laughs> the, the Eagles for fantasy. But Miles Sanders looked good. Kenny Gainwell looked good. Yeah. Uh, I think from a fantasy perspective, there's a lot of weapons on the Eagles. Yeah, no, I'm, it's, it's going to be an exciting fantasy year for the Eagles for sure. Um, uh, especially, I love Gainwell, honestly. I hope Gainwell eventually digs over. No offense, Miles Sanders. No, I have a lot of Miles Sanders, so I hope that's <laughs> not the case, but I can see it happening. Uh, well, I hope they at least split time. They both do fantastic, so we'll, we'll see. So over to the tight end position, the last of our night here. Where's the tight ends here? Oh, there they are. Our tight end sleeper of the week there, Jay. I'm going to go somebody who uh, we talked about a little earlier as well. No offense. Uh, with Jerry Judy going down, he wound up with eight targets, six catches for 62 yards. And basically, unless you have one of the top-tier studs, if you're able to get double-digit points out of that tight end position, you're happy. And you were able to get that without a touchdown out of Noah Fant. Uh, like we talked about, Teddy Bridgewater does like to play a safe type of passing game. Uh, I could see him using leaning on Noah Fant, you know, on those uh, middle-of-the-field routes. So he's somebody who I think has gotten – I think he gets probably the biggest boost out of anybody on this Broncos team um, with Jerry Judy being out. Yeah, no, I, I, I mentioned it to somebody and someone asked me, I was like, it's Noah Fan is going to see the biggest take. You saw he was already having that connection with uh, Teddy and it's just going to continue to grow, to be honest, because there's one less weapon there now. And it seems like Cortland Sun just doesn't have that connection with Teddy like Noah Fan does. So I love that there. I love that one a lot. Uh, let's see. Who did I pick, guys? I don't even know anymore. Oh. Cole Komet against the Bengals this week. I know it's the Bears didn't look fantastic last week, but again, it was the Rams they were playing. So uh, I give him some credit. But, you know, uh, Cole Komet had a pretty decent week. He saw seven yeah. targets in a tough matchup. Uh, he obviously is the main guy there over Jimmy Graham. It's pretty obvious at this point. Jimmy Graham gets his t- targets once in a while, but this is Cole Komet's team now as tight end here. Uh, they do play the Bengals. You know, they did allow Tyler Conklin 4 for 44 or 41. Yeah, not great stat line, but I feel like – Kokomet is better than Kyla Conklin and a lot, yeah. a lot better. And this could be a game where they actually are shooting out instead of being extremely behind and being inefficient uh, compared to last week. So I think Kokomet uh, can end up having a pretty solid day, maybe scoring a touchdown against, like I said, a so-so Bengals defense at this point. So Yeah, I love that call. I'm a big Kokomet fan. Like you said, I think his talent, I think he's got a, an enormous amount of talent. I was – disappointed that they didn't release Jimmy Graham. I was hoping that would be the case, but it seems like it's not really going to matter if they plan on, you know, focusing on him and Allen Robinson in this passing game. So I think it's a great call. 
Okay. Hopefully Jimmy Graham's teaching him everything possible <laughs> yeah. to be a great tight end. So he Absolutely. is in the near future. So <laughs> listen up, Jimmy Graham. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Our tight end busts. Uh, Jay, who do you got there? I'm going to go with Jawan Johnson. You know, I, I know a lot of people are talking about him and his two touchdowns, but there's a lot to be concerned about if you look at the numbers. He only had three targets. Yes, he caught all three of those, but it was for 20-something yards. Like, it wasn't a whole lot. Two touchdowns is what people see. He only played 12 snaps. He was third in snap percentage behind both Adam Troutman and Ryan Griffin for tight ends for the Saints. Uh, like we talked about, the, they didn't really air it out. You know, you see, oh, James Winston threw uh, five touchdowns, but wasn't that many yards. So I think that uh, people are going to be putting them, putting him in your lineup, and it's basically going to be touchdown or bust. No, I, I like that. That people are getting high because he caught two touchdowns. I'm like, whoa, whoa, pump the brakes there, guys. Right, exactly. Uh, he's not that great yet. So can Jimmy teach him how to steal a bunch of money from NFL teams? <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Kyle. That's great. <laughs> All right, so my bust here, and again, that's why I said I went bold and spicy with all my busts apparently this week, but I went Kyle Pitts. Um, Ooh, that hurts. I have a lot of Kyle Pitts. So. I know. I mean, I have one share. <laughs> but I have two shares, actually. But, again, everyone hyped up Kyle Pitts as this great generational talent, which he can definitely, definitely is. But he's still a rookie tight end, and he still needs to learn the ropes of being a tight end in the NFL. Um, and if you saw the Falcons play last week, they looked atrocious. I mean, Matt Ryan did not look good. The line was beating down. I think more times than not, there's no run game there to really take the pressure off them to that extent here. You know, the only good thing is that he did play a lot out of the slot. He wasn't as lined up as tight end as much, which is good. But again, they're versus the Bucks. Their front seven is a disaster. And they're going to get to Matt Ryan week in and week in and week out. Not week in, week out, but in this game. Uh, they might get week in, week out if he, if he does that bad. But um, it's a tough matchup. And I think that people need to pump the brakes on the expectation that Kyle Pitts is going to come off and beat uh, Travis Kelsey or George Kittle off the bat. It's going to be just an average play possibly this week for him. He'll get there. He's young. He's 21. But it may not be off the bat that we all hope so. So for me, Kyle Pitts is my bust this week, guys. No, and I can see that. And I think you hit the nail on the head. It's got to be the expectation that you have. A lot of people thought he was going to come out week one and be that instant first ballot Hall of Famer that everybody already propped him up to be. But, you know, like you said, Matt Ryan struggled. It's a new offense. It's a new offensive coordinator, new head coach. He's a rookie. Matt Ryan's getting older. There's a lot of things that it's going to take time. I do think he's going to turn it on, you know, the second half of the season, especially Matt Ryan. Anytime he's had a new offensive coordinator, it's taken him some time to, to get in the rhythm of things. So I think it's going to be, you know, the early to the middle of the, the season before this offense really starts clicking on all cylinders. Right. No, I completely agree with you on that for sure. All right. And let's just do one, this or that tight end. Sure. Do you play Tyler Higby this week, or do you play Rob Gronkowski? Tyler Higby's another guy that I've been very down on, although I was in on him last week and he paid off. Um, I'm going to go Gronk. You know, I know Gronk's up there, but he's still got the connection with Tom Brady, and, man, he looked great. If they continue to air it out like that and he continues to look for uh, Gronk in the end zone, I think Gronk, you know, he's not the Gronk of old, but – he could very easily wind up being a top five option on the season. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of on the same page with you, honestly. I think Gronk, that connection people forgetting is a magic when they were together. And I yeah. think it took some time for them to really gel because Gronk's been out of football for, for two years. Yeah, exactly. So 
Uh, he's got a full offseason with Brady now. I mean, uh, I think he might end up being a really good tight end that went really late in drafts that I'm probably yeah. kicking myself for not yeah. going after more. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I like that. I like that. I'm on that same page there. So uh, we're going to wrap things up here, guys. That was our week two sleepers, bust, start and sits, whatever you want to call it here this week. We didn't get Coach Jibs on. Uh, he's okay, though. Don't worry. He's fine. He's somewhere, but he's fine. So we'll get him on next week. Life happens. Um, <laughs> but, Jay, uh, thank you, my friend, for jumping on, man. Yeah, so man. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Just so we let you go, let everyone know they can find you out. And if you want to have anything you want to mention on your guys' stuff. Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at GmenJ. I have a video coming out tonight that talked about a lot of topics we discussed tonight. Um, it's a, a video series I'm doing weekly called 10 Things You Need to Know for Week, whatever week we're on. And it's basically, it's a little bit of everything, some start sits, some guys to buy low, sell high, uh, good matchup, stuff like that. So it's it's it changes from week to week, but it's just some tips that I think could help you for that specific week. Yeah, so guys, so go check him out. His stuff is great, especially the game shows are amazing to watch there. Learned a lot of good fantasy stuff from just watching some games. So uh, go there, check it out, and give Jay a follow, guys. Tell him all about how the Giants are going to lose tonight or win tonight, <laughs> whatever you want to do. So, <laughs> But, uh, you know, thank you guys for tuning in. Listening. Thank you guys who love or listen afterwards, obviously, once we post it online. Uh, but, you know, thank you guys for listening. And as always, go check out our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com. If you ever want to give us a follow on Twitter, please do so at Coach's Fantasy. Uh, and if you ever want to reach out to me, I can do that at Coach Stephen P on Twitter. Glad to help you guys out with any of your fantasy questions you have. Just, you know, we do this for free. At least I do this for free. So, uh, you know, it's genuine when I'm going to give you advice. So, uh, thank you guys for listening in tonight and tune in until next week. We'll have a whole four new shows next week. So, enjoy your week too. Enjoy Thursday Night Football and take care, guys. We'll the back is not far fetched. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like Cooper Scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players cover this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. Listen up jack i'ma head back back to the blowing that blowing that blowing that go